I love the excitement in this house. There's so much to celebrate this morning. If you would just join with me in prayer. Holy Spirit, we just thank you so much for being here. <laughs> oh, Jesus, we just thank you for the gift of being alive in this moment, for getting to be the bride of Christ in this moment. It is such a historic time to be alive. It is such a joyful time to be alive, Jesus, and we just celebrate. We just continue to celebrate, celebrate your goodness, celebrate your faithfulness, celebrate you, what you did over the weekend. And I just ask that you help me get through this message <laughs> and not be puddles the whole time. Come on. I thank you for this house, Jesus. And we just say, your kingdom come, your will be done yeah. on earth as it is in heaven. And all of God's people said, amen. amen, amen. All right, I'm going to Matthew 16, 18. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples, specifically speaking to Peter. He says to him, I give you the name Peter, a stone, and this truth of who I am will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church, my legislative assembly, and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. I will give you, speaking about the church, the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. Amen. What does this verse mean? Jesus is saying here that the truth of who he is will be the foundation on which he builds his church. And there is no power of darkness that can stop the advancing of the church. The Greek word for church is ekklesia which means legislative assembly or selected ones, which is a political and governmental term that is used for a group of people that have been summoned and gathered together to govern the affairs of a city. For Jesus to use this, key, this specific term means he is giving the keys of governmental authority in his kingdom to the church. And all the forces of hell will never have the power to win a victory of it. There is no power of darkness that can stop the advancing church that Jesus builds. Amen. The kingdom of heaven is at hand and the kingdom of God is in within, within you. And no other kingdom compares to the kingdom of God. No other king compares to our King Jesus. No other ruler has the authority and the sovereignty that our King has. No other kingdom operates with such extravagant love, dunamis power that we are given with the Holy Spirit. No other kingdom has a king that would invite us into such a partnership of co-creating, speaking life, prophesying, seeing miracles happen, honoring, forgiving, and showing mercy so radically like our king has. No other kingdom gives such freedom, freedom to live without sin, freedom to be without the worries of this world, freedom to be bold and courageous and speak the truth. No other kingdom has a king that has the authority to charge his angels and heaven's armies to guard and protect you. Every other kingdom is inferior to the kingdom of God. 
Philippians 2.11, the authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to this name in the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and then the demonic realm. And every tongue will proclaim in every language, Jesus Christ is Lord, Yahweh, bringing glory and honor to God, his Father. This is the kingdom, and we are a part of it. And I just want to remind you this morning that you are worthy of it. You are worthy to receive the righteousness, peace, and joy that makes up the kingdom of God. You are worthy of name, like Melanie said, you are worthy of the name saint, priest, son, and daughter of God co-heir with Christ, light of the world, a shining light, his favorite one, his beloved, his bride. These are just a few of the names that we have been given by God because when he sees you, he sees his son. When God sees you, he sees you as righteous, clean, pure, holy, without flaw or blemish. And I believe someone needed to hear that this morning. They need that reminder because the voice of the enemy will continually try to accuse and condemn you if you will allow him. We come along Holy, alongside Holy Spirit and together rid that lie of the enemy and say those voices that come to forebode and steal and can destroy aren't allowed in this house. Receive it this morning. Receive all that God says that you are. The only power he has is the power that we give him in agreement. So agree with the truth of the gospel this morning. You are powerful and there is too much destiny on your life for you to be believing any lies from the enemy or to give him a single inch of your mind or your life. Amen. Jesus instructed us to pray. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. God doesn't do anything without our partnership. In the beginning, in Genesis 1.28, God gave man dominion over the earth. Soon after this, sin entered the world and separation happened. So we fast forward to Jesus speaking in Matthew 28 where he has redeemed all things on the cross through his resurrection. And Jesus says, All authority has been given unto me, and now I send you. Whatever you bind on the earth, heaven is going to back you up. Whatever you loose on the earth, heaven is going to back you up. There is a partnership between God and his people, and he wants your yes. He will not do it without you. He is calling us to be his kingdom partners, advancing his kingdom on the earth. Psalm 115 through 16 says, The heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth to the sons of men. And I believe most everyone here is aware that there is a great shaking happening right now. You don't have to look very far on any form of media or airwave to be alarmed of the shaking and exposing happening in our country right now and the deception that is happening all around us. 1 Timothy 4.1, this is Paul's charge to Timothy. It says, The Holy Spirit has explicitly revealed, at the end of this age, many will depart from the true faith one after another, devoting themselves to spirits of deception and following many demon-inspired revelations and theories. 
Hypocritical liars will deceive many, and their consciences won't bother them at all. Verse 11, instruct and teach people all that I've taught you, and don't be intimidated by those who are older than you. Simply be the example they need to see by being faithful and true in all you do. Speak the truth and live a life of purity and authentic love as you remain strong in your faith. So until I come, be diligent in devouring the word of God. Be faithful in prayer and teaching of believers. Don't minimize the powerful gift that operates in your life for it was imparted to you by the laying on of hands. And it was activated through the prophecy they spoke over you. Make all of this your constant meditation and make it real with your life so that everyone can see you are moving forward. Give careful attention to your spiritual life and every cherished truth you speak, teach. For living what you preach will then release even more abundant life inside you and to all those who listen to you. Paul is saying to Timothy, be on guard against the deception of this world. If you think that you can't be deceived, then you have already been deceived. Deception is a spirit. We are not at war with flesh and blood, but against the rulers and powers and spirits of this world's darkness. And there is a huge deception that has come in the name of acceptance in our society. It is a spirit that is going after our nation. It is going after our children, most of all right now, trying to take away the influence of the church, trying to take away the influence of the parent. It is calling good evil and what is evil good, and it's not even trying to be subtle or hidden. And I say to that, not on my watch, not on our watch as a church. And since 1973, the church has been saying, not on our watch, regarding abortion when it was legalized in reverse weight. And for almost 50 years, believers have been interceding in prayer and prophesying this moment in history where reverse weight is officially turned over by the Supreme Court. And we take this moment to celebrate that. We give God all the glory. Yes. We take this moment and we thank Jesus that he's heard our cries, that he has heard our intercessions. And we thank God that we are at the beginning of the end of millions of innocent babies' lives being Come lost on. in the Come womb. On. Come on. This is a win for righteousness in America. And we say more, Jesus. We will yes. not stop here. We pray for fathers and mothers to rise up. We pray for families to rise up. We pray for more leaders in every state of America that believe in the sanctity and sacredness of life. Rise up and that life begins at conception. We, you, we call you to rise up and speak out right now. We pray protection for those organizations that minister to mothers that feel vulnerable in their pregnancy. We pray for women who feel vulnerable right now and their pregnancy. God, we just ask that you just just love on them right now, Holy Spirit. Just comfort them right now. And we just speak hope to their spirits. We pray for adoption agencies to be full and homes to be filled for those families that desire to adopt. And we thank you, Jesus, for moving on our behalf, for tilting the scales. And we just thank you for the more that we contend for. We are celebrating, but we will continue to pray and contend because there are still laws being passed right now that go radically against the word of God. And these laws and agendas that go against the word of God are rooted in a spirit of deception 
masking itself in love and acceptance, but it's not real love because it's not rooted in the truth of God. One out of every three people that have identified with being transgender, transgender have committed suicide in the last year. But you will not hear that in the media. You will not hear that on any LGBTQIA platform because it does not go along with the narrative that they want to portray to our youth especially. The media wants to celebrate an agenda that advertises itself as love, yet is not real love at all. It is bondage, and we will not align ourselves with perverted, demonic movements. We will bring freedom to them in Jesus' name. And I want to speak out to this to anyone listening right now online or in this room that may struggle with gender confusion. Yeah, come on, come on. Or your sexuality. I say all this to not bring you any shame. There is no condemnation in Jesus Christ. But I want to say that you are loved. On behalf of this church, you are loved and you are welcomed in this house. And I hope you come to this house because you will be so showered in love, so bathed in love and identity. And you are a son of God and you are a daughter of God. You are a man or you are a woman. You are not a they. God was not confused when he created you. He knew exactly what he was doing when he gave you the sex hormones that he did. He knew exactly. You are are fearfully and wonderfully made. And there is acceptance and true love that lives in the Father, in Jesus, and the Holy Spirit that you will never experience in this world. And I say to any spirit of confusion that it must leave in Jesus' name. Clarity, peace, joy, identity to your heart and mind. Be free. Be free and live the life that God has called you to live and died on the cross for you to have. Be free in Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Remember to stay alert and hold firmly to all that you believe. Be mighty and full of courage. Let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. This kind of love and kindness leads to abundant life and wholeness in the kingdom of God. And this is not the kind of love that the world gives. The church is waking up. The kingdom of God is ever advancing Wherever the enemy has tried to take territory in the past, we have seen such great moves of the Spirit. And I told Holy Spirit, when we've been going through the last few years, I told him, I just don't want what you've done before. I want more. I believe it's going to be different and more than we've ever seen before. And I just don't believe that in my heart because it makes me feel better about the future. I believe it in my heart because it's a promise of God. Hebrews 12, 26 through 29 says the earth was rocked at the sound of his voice from the mountain, but now he has promised once and for all, I will not only shake the systems of the world, but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. Now this phrase once and for all clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking. That is the old order. So only what is unshakable will remain. Since we are receiving our rights, 
those who have succession to the throne, which is us, to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender filled with awe, for God is a holy, devouring fire. Haggai 2.6 says, For thus said the Lord of hosts, Once more I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, I will give shalom, says the Lord of hosts. You are his temple. You are his house, and where there has been a shaking, there is a promise of greater glory. The glory comes when there has been turmoil and opposition and warfare, where the people of God and the nations have been under attack, and there is a promise of peace that follows. There is a promise of wholeness that follows. There is a promise of joy, promise of salvation. There is promise of increase and advance in the kingdom when those things take place. And as I read some history to you, I want y'all to keep that in mind. The Great Plague, or also known as the Bubonic Plague in England, which was in 1665 to 1666, in 18 months killed 100,000 people in London alone. This is 25% of the population. At the same time, gin, the alcohol, was created, and it came into the scene as people were looking for ways to cope, and this led to poverty. Unfortunately, also at this time, the state of the church was operating under universalism and secular rationalism. This is the theory that opinions and actions should be based on reason and knowledge alone, other than your belief in the Word of God. In other words, the church was really dry, void of power and conviction, and was having no effect on society. They were just going through the motions. However, we know that saints were in prayer for God to move because 70 years later, revival broke out and shifted things in the natural for London. In 1738, on New Year's Eve, there were 60 believers for an all-night prayer meeting in London. George Whitfield and John and Charles Wesley were present for that all-night prayer meeting with other believers when something happened and the Holy Spirit fell and they encountered his presence and power. There's a significant shift in the spirit took place. 1.2 million people came to Christ in England during that time, and Whitfield take it to America. And we know that move as the first great awakening. God moved in power. God moved in glory. It was preceded by darkness. It was preceded by shaking. But that is why God says, don't be moved by what you see around you, because I'm about to move in power in this hour. In the first great awakening, the complacency in the church completely disappeared. People caught on fire and began passionately serving the Lord. They affected every sphere of society. It affected the political decisions that were being made. It affected the economy. Because when God moves, everyone gets blessed. Everything comes into the light. Everyone comes into the light. You are light bearers. And we are the ones that get to carry his light into the next move. Fast forward to modern civilization, the age that we've been living in. We have gone through two shakings that have impacted every nation of the world. One was World War II and was the deadliest conflict of all of humanity up until that point where over 80 million people died. 
And as horrible as that was, what came after that is so consistent with the word of God. So consistent with what we read in Hebrews and Haggai. Because a greater glory came after that great shaking. And every decade following that experienced a fresh move of the Holy Spirit and manifestation of God. The war ended in 1945, and in 1947, the Haverty's Revival broke out. In 1948, Israel became a nation. The voice of healing broke out. Oral Roberts, William Brandon, Gordon Lindsay, A.A. Allen. Televangelism happened right after that. And in 1949, Billy Graham's official ministry was established. Also in that year, Bill Bright began Campus Crusade for Christ. In 1950s, we have the charismatic renewal that hit the whole world. We see in the 1960s and 70s, the Jesus People Movement. In the 1980s, the Vineyard Movement with John Wimberg's teaching. In the 90s, the Toronto and Brownsville revivals hit the nations of the world. And right up to the most recent years, there has been an acceleration of glory, consistent faithfulness of God from the great shakings come great glory. And some of the apostolic leaders today, such as Pastor Cheon from California, are calling 2020 a second great shaking in modern civilization. And this second great shaking started in 2020, and we are all very familiar with that one. It's a global pandemic that seemed to happen overnight and affected every nation in the world. It created spikes in mental depression, anxiety, domestic violence, alcoholism, drug abuse, and drug overdoses. And over the last two years, there has been great exposure, and there is more to come. There has been an economic meltdown. We have been through a controversial election, to say the least. We have seen riots, protests. We have seen inflation rise. Everything that could be shaken has been shaken. But what God promised in his word in Haggai 2.6 is that where there is great shaking, there is a promise for more of his glory. We should be full of hope. We should be full of great expectation. Because there is always a remnant that will contend for revival. There is a holy remnant that has emerged from Zion and cannot be stopped. The forces of heaven cannot be stopped. The advancing of his kingdom cannot be stopped. There is always a remnant that will stand and contend and pray when others won't. And we will not partner with darkness. We will partner with him as passionate believers of glory and fire. And God is asking you, he wants to partner with you. He wants to say, what do you want me to do in your life? What do you want me to do and see you do in your family? What do you want him to see you do in your church, in your city, in your schools, in your government, in this nation? What are you contending for? What is burning in your heart? What do you have faith for? What do you need faith for? We should be expectant of what he will do because he has given us the authority back. He has given us the authority to see his kingdom advance. There is always an invitation given to us to partner with authority with it for change of good of his kingdom. Jesus said to his disciples, All the authority of the universe has been given to me. Now go in my authority and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28, 18. And how we carry his authority matters. What we contend for matters. And we are to handle what God is doing and what God is about to do with carefulness and humility to live our lives set apart. Because what you do in private is not private. It's generational, like Jeremy talked about last week. The choices we make today affect four generations after us. 
we are to not be careless with our lives because if we are careless with our lives, we will be careless with our destiny. And if you are careless with your destiny, you will be careless with our nation. And it is not a time to be asleep. It is not time to be intimidated or back down. You were born for such a time like this. You are fully equipped for such a time as this. When Jesus knew, when he created you, that you would be here right now. You would be present to this moment right now. He trusts you to steward it. He created you. He knew what you would carry. He knew what your unique skills would be, your talents, your personality, your soul, and destiny would just be what he wanted and needed to partner in this time in history. So keep yourselves humble and meek and moldable and willfully submitted to his love. Be doers of the world and not of the word and not just hearers. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Do not be distracted by anything that's going on around us because he is greater than anything that is going on in the world around us. Remember the authority you have been given by our king, the partnership you've been invited into. Our heads should not be hanging low. We should not be backing down, but our posture should be one generous and showing extravagant love to people that are different than us, other believers in the faith, full of expectation for what God is doing in the future, and at the same time, absolutely militant. Absolutely militant. Having supernatural, as the Holy Spirit, supernatural discernment right now. We need supernatural discernment as a church right now. Uh, Pastors really need supernatural discernment. Leaders, all of you need supernatural discernment in the areas of influence that you occupy. And we just ask you, Lord, for more awareness and discernment, Jesus. We do not want to be deceived. We are living inside, I say, a 60 right now. Rise up in splendor and be radiant, for your light has dawned and Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Look carefully, darkness blankets the earth and thick gloom covers the nation, but Yahweh rises upon you and the brightness of his glory appears over you. Nations will be attracted to your radiant light and kings to the sunrise glory of your new day. There is a new move of glory coming. He is greater than anything that is going on in the world right now. God has a remnant and we rise up and we say we will be the remnant and the enemy is about to lose his grip he's about to lose his grip on all those that have been deceived those that have been lied to those that are confused those that have run away for god i believe that they're coming home god is on the move and and he is gonna show himself so faithful to his people He is moving through his people. He wants to move through you. He is giving birth to the plans and purposes of God through you and what you're dreaming up and what you're contending for. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will honor our prayers and intercession just like he did 50 years ago when we cried out for abortion to be over in the name of Jesus. He is going to honor it. And we need a sovereign move of God. The whole world needs the presence of God. The Lord of hosts is with us. The captain of the angels' armies is with us. And this is not supposed to feel heavy. This message is not supposed to feel heavy. It's supposed to feel light. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And if you have been going through what feels like a personal shaking in the last season, and you feel tired and beat up and worn out, let the family of God help you be carried through this time. Let the family of God surround you and strengthen you and believe and have hope for you when you don't have hope. 
Let the family of God be the family of God. And I pray the comfort of the Holy Spirit is new to you and empowers you and lifts up your head. It reminds you of who you are and what you carry matters and that you are significant and you're going to move forward and you're going to get through this. And I believe he has breakthrough for you in whatever situation you are in. And mercy and goodness is chasing you down right now. And you will see the goodness of the Lord and rise victorious in every situation. Amen. I believe it. I'm calling it out. Because we are about to see and experience his greater glory, greater presence, greater deliverance, greater salvation. No matter how dark it may seem in your surroundings, let hope arise in your heart. Because the light of Jesus is greater than any darkness. And his glory will assuredly rise upon you. You be a light bearer where you are right now. Where God has you. Right now, whatever you're doing, keep watch over your heart. Keep watch over your spirit. If you are reaping the same things in your life, look at what you are sowing into. Are you investing your time, energy, treasure into the kingdom of heaven? Are you sowing into things that are not eternal? You reap what you sow. Are you sowing generosity? Are you sowing into valuable relationships that are producing fruit? Are your friendships bearing fruit? Is your dating relationship bearing fruit? Are you keeping the main thing, the main thing, by seeking first the kingdom of God? Because when we seek first his kingdom, he says everything else will be added onto you. He will take care of the rest. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit because I believe there's more exposure coming. We just want light, just light. Penetrate our hearts, penetrate our souls. Ask him, is there any place in me that's consumed by anything else other than Jesus? Make the decision to be in the word. You can pray and contend. You can pray and contend and be in his presence all day long. doesn't matter what you're doing. Make the decision to be in church. This generation is crying out for discipleship and consistency. Our children need discipleship and consistency. Us adults need discipleship and consistency. No more once a month kind of thing if we feel like going to church. But every week, church is a priority. The people of God are a priority. To be in worship and the word together is a priority. And you have been so deceived. I'm saying this in love. You have been so deceived if you think you can live out your kingdom purposes and be effective for him without the gift of community. Aren't you glad you came to church this morning? And I am biased, but we have such a beautiful, diverse, whole house. We're all growing and maturing and transforming together, but I love our house. And it is not only biblical, but it is also such a gift to gather together. It is such a gift. There's so many people in other countries that would be dying to have this. Be dying to worship freely and be in the word freely and be together with other believers freely without having to be hidden. Parents, I'm just charging you right now. Parents, speak life and truth into your children. Rebel against the narrative of the world by having lots of babies and actually enjoying them. Show the world. Parenting is fun. It's the best thing that could ever happen to you. If your kids are in public school, write letters to their principals. Write letters to your school board saying what you will and what you will not tolerate for them to read and be taught. And that is given to your children each day. Some of you homeschool your children, and I applaud you for that because I could not do it. You are amazing. And if homeschool isn't for you and public school isn't for you, send them to our church school, Radiant, because it's amazing. You are a mighty warrior, parents, and you are raising world changers. You matter. You're important what you're doing. 
The world may not see you changing diapers, doing all those little things, yeah, but on. God does. Yeah. Jesus does. Jesus yeah. sees your sacrifice. It matters. Yeah. You're yes to him. Wow. You being integral in your family matters. Yeah. Your husband and wives, your faithfulness matters yeah. to one another. That was not planned, but that is coming to me because that is a big yeah. thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew yeah. being faithful would be such a hard yeah. thing? Yeah. Be committed to your husbands and wives. Yeah. There's more in that. But <laughs> if you work in healthcare or you're a nurse, recognizing the healing power that you carry everywhere you go. Every person you encounter, recognize that the Holy Spirit partners in bringing them healing. Yeah, I call forth more of the miraculous, yeah. more faith to see the miraculous in your life, more faith to see what God yeah. and what the doctors may say is impo- impossible. Yeah, yeah, God says yeah, it's yeah. possible and that you are going to see more revival in those hospitals and those doctor yeah. visits. Just believe it. Just believe it. Just believe it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're an artist, write, create, sing, dance, do it all until the name of the Lord. Keep your hearts pure before him. Do nothing out of selfish gain, but give him glory in all things. A friend of mine from Australia, just in the last year, after many years of hard work and prayers, sewed in. She signed a deal with a publishing company in America for her poetry and artwork. And you can find her work in almost every Barnes & Nobles and Urban Outfitters across America. And everything that she does, she gives Jesus glory. She has never held back. And people are reading her poetry and hanging their art, her artwork in their homes. And they're encountering the love of God through what she's created with him because she did not stop pressing into the gifts and the talents that God gave her. But she never backed down in giving him glory. And everything that you read, she always gives her created glory. And the world can encounter Jesus through what you create. So never doubt that your gift isn't powerful or needed. We have been created by the ultimate artist and creator of beautiful things. So let your imagination pray. Let the Holy Spirit consume your imagination and see what takes place. If you are in business and media and government, hold tight to your convictions. Do not compromise your values or the truth of God's word to please the world. You set the standard. You watch how your honor and reverence before the Lord and all things changes and turns things around for the good of your business. Watch the favor of the Lord come in new ways because you chose the narrow road. Because you chose integrity. Because you chose him above all else. You carry hope. You carry breakthrough. You carry healing. You are the hope of glory. You carry the hope of glory. So everyone just stand with me. We are the army of God. We are the kingdom of God. If you'll just place your hand on the person next to you and just begin stirring one another to awaken. Awaken to the God-given destinies. Speak life over one another. Speak freedom. Speak boldness. Fresh courage and power. Yeah. Speak in the spirit over them if you feel comfortable doing that. Awaken their spirits to how they were created before the beginning of time. Who God saw them when he knit them together in his mother's womb. We call that forward. We call that forward. Wake up spirit. We say if you need a refreshment for the heavenly waters to flow on you, whatever season you're in, that you see breakthrough. Save their spirits. Awaken Jesus to the authority that you carry for the kingdom of God. Say awake to the God-given destiny on their life and that they are needed. Tell them that they are wanted. Tell them that they're powerful. Tell them that the glory of the Lord is seen upon them. 
and we just lift our hands to heavens jesus we want and desire to be a place of total surrender to the holy spirit we offer our whole being spirit soul and body as living sacrifices unto you and we allow you holy spirit to permeate fill and influence every area of our lives we allow you holy spirit to continue to transform us mature us we need a fresh touch of your glory in our hearts in our homes in our cities in our nation in our state and it will be birthed by prayer it will be birthed by our intercession it will be birthed by worship those that worship in purity and truth and spirit and truth and we will be birthed by our faith and our celebration we are expectant jesus for what you will do and we thank you god for your conviction and your power and that we just declare that this is a not a dry church season this is not a dry church people season we just thank you god for responding to the cry of your people we expect what you're about to do and i say church you are a polarizing force for the kingdom of god you bring light into the darkness freedom for the captives you are his mighty temple you are his house you are prophesied people from this house will be leading the way in all spheres of society in this nation Jesus, I just ask you to raise up leaders from Birmingham that will influence all spheres of society, government, education, media, arts, business, and the family. If there is a mountain that you are not occupying, ask the Lord right now, God, give me more courage and boldness to take that mountain with authority. Whatever it is that is burning in your heart, take authority of it with Jesus. Wake up, church. Come alive. We are the army of God. We are the kingdom of God. Come forward if you want prayer. Come forward if you want to dance, to celebrate what God is doing. If you want to pray and worship, come forward. If you need healing in your body, we want to pray for you and believe healing for you. We love you and bless you in the fullness of all God has for you. The changes things, the